Let's walk the talk. 702. In an attempt to address the escalating electricity shortage in South Africa, the government has granted a, a long-term concession for the liquefied natural gas, that's LNG, project to a consortium led by Dutch terminal operator Vopac. Now, the aim of this is to add at least 6,000 megawatts of new gas-to-power projects and a move that could actually signify uh, the reduction um, and to reduce the, the record electricity outages that we have plaguing the nation at the moment. Well, the electricity shortage in South Africa has reached unprecedented levels with load shedding reaching stage six uh, due to breakdown generation units and obviously has a whole lot of economic implications and economic sort of negativity uh, in and around the country. And this has left the nation in the dark grappling with an energy crisis that threatens economic stability and social welfare when it comes to hospitals, clinics and all the other um, facets of government, be it home affairs, be it the post office and now sort of extinct post office probably. But this morning we have invited Jose Muleshe, who is an independent energy analyst, to chat to us about the fact of whether or not we are actually going greener and where the country stands um, in terms of green energy and projects that are on the table at the moment. Jose, a very good morning to you, and welcome to the Early Breakfast on 702 and Cape Talk. Uh, good morning, Zane, and good morning to the listener. I hope you can hear me. Loud and clear, very good morning to you, and thanks for your time this morning. What do you make of the opposing statements by Minister Patel and, um, and, and Minister Mantashe? So, uh, Minister Mantashe has been clear from the energy perspective that South Africa is moving towards decarbonization. However, that decarbonization is going to be at a scale and a pace that our South Africa can afford. So, that therefore means that you still continue because you have a huge capacity that is coal based and you cannot change it overnight, you continue with that whilst you transition to the lower carbon uh, economy. And in his view, that includes renewable energy, but it also includes base load capacity, which is nuclear, because as you would know, both renewable energy and nuclear do not release CO2 into the atmosphere. So that's his approach to the energy transition. Um, on the other hand, we have also um, other ministers who are pushing for a quick, quicker transition based on the, um, on the investment plan, just energy transition investment plan that looks to invest in electric vehicles, uh, green hydrogen, and also I mean, the same mix in terms of solar and wind uh, renewable energy process um, project. So I think I think that it it does sound confusing, but um, the, I think the pace in which that happens is where the the confusion comes in. Mm. Where where do we stand in terms of? Uh, you know, I, I understand that the minister says we need to move at a pace that the country can afford and at a pace that at this particular time the country cannot afford to slow down 
um, a, a pace because we are heading into sort of economic as well as social disaster, social welfare disaster if we don't get uh, our, um, our energy things sorted out. And the president had alluded to the fact that, you know, um, load shedding will be a thing of the past. And it seems to be a very throwaway comment used by politicians and the opposition party will then also start blaming the president for, you know, the next day Tinswala woke up to load shedding stage six, which is what, what everybody was saying. Are we actually in a position to move away from fossil fuels if a lot of the policy documents are lying on the desks of the ministers? In terms of moving away from uh, fossil fuels, the reality is that we have a system that is currently um, overly dependent on fossil fuels. And we have, a, a, a in terms of the supply side, we have a deficit where our demand tends to outstrip um, supply and we need to build a reserve capacity. So it, it's not feasible for us to just switch overnight from that system because we would otherwise plunge ourselves into even deeper um, security of supply challenge. So that is the reality that we face today. So as we transition, the question though is what kind of system do we have? One school of thought says we have a lot more renewable energy with battery storage and other more cleaner technologies. Another school of thought says you still continue because renewable energy will require because of its intermittency, will require gas or, or some flexible capacity to be able to mitigate against the time when you don't have the sun shining and when you don't have wind. Petri storage can be there, but not to the extent proposed. So there are those different schools of thought in the system, and really a consensus is not fully there just yet. Chatting this morning to Jose Muleshe, who is an independent energy analyst and uh, chatting to me this morning about the fact that South Africa's potential shift to green energy and giving us the facts at the moment as to exactly where we stand. Uh, Jose, is, is there a way to sort of blend the different models together to ensure that we have enough energy but leave less of a carbon footprint? I think that that is the better approach because we should be targeting actually three key objectives. One is security of supply. We can't do without that. Otherwise, we run an economy that and a social environment that is compromised. Secondly, that should be taken into account decarbonization. And I mean, if you look at nuclear, it gives you baseload capacity and it gives you less carbon. So it's one of the options as, as you transition eventually. Um, to um, a, a more greener mix that still includes renewable energy, still includes storage, but within reason to ensure at all times that there's security of supply. Mm. I'm, I'm always worried about where do we start with the sort of renewable energies and where do we put it? Do we put it, first of all, into the realm of the economy, get the businesses going, get that going with renewable energy? Or do we actually place renewable energy at the foot of the government institutions such as home affairs and especially hospitals and clinics? I mean, you know, over the weekend, there was another incident of, of, of problems with a child, a five-year-old child having problems at a hospital 
hospital because the generator wasn't working and that was not up and running. Where, where do we start? Where do we sort of prioritize renewable energy and implement it, first of all? I mean, from a utility scale size of renewable energy projects, we have given those to independent power producers and we've seen success with respect to the delivery of those projects on time and on budget, uh, signing contracts with ESCOM. So there's already, in, in the, and then you'll find now uh, some uh, private sector projects that are like the mining industry that are doing that for themselves. So there is a track record. We have almost 7,000 um, uh, megawatts that's connected to the system currently coming from those projects. And that's not a small, small fit. So uh, there is evidence that the private sector is able to do it. They should be able to do it also with respect to, pay, um, to capacity that is on rooftops, um, in, in, in hospitals, schools, and other um, socioeconomic um, facilities. Jose mm. Malaysia chatting to us this morning. She's an independent energy analyst uh, joining us and unpacking. Um, the green side of energy in South Africa. And uh, if you'd love to, to hear this podcast again, you can go to Prime Media Plus and we will podcast this particular interview. It's absolutely amazing and fascinating when you talk about renewable energy, where the challenges are and where the problems are and how do we come up? Because these days when you look at, when you look at artificial intelligence and all the other things that go with it, it is very solutions driven. Everything in the world is solutions driven there's a problem and and you need to find a solution for that be it an engineering solution an energy solution um um you know or a theoretical solution to it you need to find that solution and uh, the world these days is, is solution driven and this is where we need to put our our energy into energy is getting the solutions to provide whatever needs to be provided for schools for hospitals uh, and other things in terms of um, of energy. Uh, and businesses can't run. If you are, are running a business, um, I've had uh, f- um, somebody I know runs um, a, a, a store and this, this particular area was without electricity for four days. That uh, 17 units, 17 substations uh, did not come back online again after load shedding in the Western Cape uh, and in certain areas in the Western Cape and uh, in the metro actually. And and those substations did not come back online for four days. Now, what do you do with all your perishable items if you're a store owner? You have to make the alternate arrangements and, and get some kind of sort of energy into your store and into your system. 021-446-0567, if you'd love to comment on that and renewable energies and where we're heading to, uh, chat to us on 011-883-0702. Because some journeys are better taken together.